0: Get in the know. Non-stop Viking Star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Football. Yes. It's time for some football. Season begins tonight. It's time for some football. Let us throw the ball down the field. That's Chiefs, right. Lions. Tonight on NBC. Here's a
2: guy.
0: Now here's a guy. Are you guys fired up? Football
1: is officially back (laughs) tonight. What do you think? We got NFL tonight. We got a full slate of college on Saturday. We got NFL on Sunday. We got NFL on Monday. Our lives are again complete.
0: Yes. We are whole again. We're going to have NFL football all the way through, like, Valentine's Day. We'll see how far the Vikings can go. It's football that. weather
1: outside. It we're is. getting it's a little, a little chill in the air. Football weather. On. I absolutely love I love this time of year when it just it starts to get a little bit nippy. Not too bad. Oh, man.
0: Bundle up tonight, by the way, for the uh, the undisclosed location, the Score North uh, and uh, advertising partner boat cruise, dinner going, cruise tonight.
1: I'm going shorts, though.
0: Uh, You're going shorts tonight?
1: And a hoodie. Yes. Okay. As long as know, the man. As, long, as long as the top is warm, I'll be fine. Okay. That's I want intense. your legs to
0: get frostbitten Ding tonight.
1: Move. I'm doing it. I'm going shorts. I'm not I'm not going to give give into the I, I I'm not going <laughs> to wear long <laughs> pants. No, no. You're not going to no. let the weather
0: dictate your clothing. Exactly okay. right. You wear what exactly you
1: want. right. The problem is when you wear a short-sleeve shirt in these situations, that's when it gets really bad. Oh, yeah, cause your cause arms it's get 59 cold.
0: 59 degrees. Cuz your yes. arms get cold. I I I know how to handle this, okay? Life advice from Judd. Don't wear short sleeves when it's cold outside.
1: Right, but you can wear shorts.
0: I agree with that largely. Like, your legs are going to, they're thicker, they're able to withstand some cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe not for Declan. Well, yeah, Declan's a (laughs) rare. I
2: I will be in pants and hoodies. (laughs) I will be bundled up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Can I say, before we get into our, our, the State of the Offense Thursday episodes are back starting today. I've got some categories for you guys. We have a random Viking of the week. Um, we, so we just tallied up the August numbers for Purple Daily. Thanks in large part to Judd's camp notes driving the content in August. So you guys are just the best audience of all time. You guys deliver, you support, you show up, you've helped us build this community. And August was the third biggest month in the history of Purple Daily. Oh. August incredible it's training camp but it's like it's not the season it's not usually like free agency's big right so for for that for it to pop like that in august because of just our training camp discussions and what have you we can't thank you enough for the audience support around here give yourself round of applause yes clap for yourself clap for yourself we're clapping for you yes in your car put one hand on the wheel no don't do it in
1: your car that might be dangerous
0: A shout out to our friends at TCL for offering award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL also makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. And a shout out to our friends, too, at AG1. So uh, about five, six years ago, old Macadac discovered AG1 products. And boy, was that great for my brain fog, my energy levels, my gut health, AG1 is like nutritional insurance to start your day or maybe to jolt your day in the middle if you get that sort of mid-afternoon haze. So yeah, if if you're like me and maybe you're not great at getting all the nutrients through foods on a daily basis that you need, it can be hard, you're busy, you're bouncing around. AG1 gives you 75 high quality ingredients with important nutrients and if that comprehensive solution is what you need from a supplement routine, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. That's drinkag1.com slash purple daily. Boys, before I even get into the state of the offense categories here, what is your general feeling on the offense going into the season? So they were... They were 8th in points per game last year. They were 11th in yards per play, and then analytically they were 17th in expected points added, so they kind of outperformed where analytics said they should be. Where do you expect them? What like what is your bar for the Vikings offense in some of these categories this year?
1: Well, let's just go to scoring offense cuz I think that's obviously the most important one. Um I expect them to be top 10. I expect them to be top 10 and I expect them to be closer to 5 than than 10. There's a couple things at work here. One is, to go back to what we've been discussing this week, the consistency must pick up. you got to score points in the second and third quarters. You can't have a good first drive, get a touchdown there, and then stall out and then uh, furiously rally in the fourth quarter and expect that to be a sustainable 2023 model after you did that a year ago. But what I like is this, the skill positions. I think the skill positions are in very good shape. Um, I also think that the fact they're going to play more 12 personnel with two tight ends is going to to give them more options. The obvious concern is the interior of the offensive line. But, you know, I am hopeful this defense can be improved. And by improved, I've been talking about if they finish 20th, like if they finish 20th in scoring, I, I think they were second to last a year ago. That's a huge improvement to me. But this is an offensive first team now. It's coached by a guy who calls plays and is a former quarterback himself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my my expectations are very high, and I would think that this offense should be, again, top 10 in scoring, and I think it should be closer to 5 than it is to 10.
2: Yeah, I think it's, on paper, probably one of the best offenses we've seen over the last 10 or 15 years. Certainly when Kirk got here, um, that offense in 2018, at least on paper, was still pretty dang good, right? Thielen and Diggs, Kyle Rudolph was still pretty good. Dalvin Cook was coming into his second year. Um, but he had a kind of an unproven, and I'm just going to say it, Bozo of an offensive coordinator, uh, John DeFilippo. And it just it didn't work. It didn't really mesh until Kevin Stefanski had to come in and save the day. But I think this offense in general, um, it had a lot of last year. It had a lot of long plays. It had sustained drives. But it lacked home run threat. And there was also times I thought the offense got a little too cute. There was second and one plays, second or third and short plays that Kevin O'Connell just had opportunities to get easy first down, and they got way too cute with passing plays. So there's definitely tweaks I think Kevin O'Connell can make to make this offense better. But to Judd's point, it's it's a floor of a top 10 offense. Like I, If it can do the things that I'm talking about, home run plays, not getting too cute in situations, could very well be a top 5 offense by the end yeah, of the year. And,
0: and again, if we're just talking scoring offense, they were 8th last year. They averaged 24.9, so let's call it roundup, 25 points per game. Now they had like two or three games where they just didn't show up at all and got their doors blown off. So uh, it was... Now there's other teams that have that same thing. It all evens out after 17 games. So right now they are a top 10 offense. And Judd, you were kind of saying closer to five. Here's how narrow, excuse me, the margins can be. And this matters. At eight, they were 25 points a game. The Lions were the fifth highest scoring offense at 26 and a half. So the Lions were like a point and a half to two points better per game offensively, which might not seem like that much. Oh, the Lions are like, you know, round up to 27. The Vikings are round up to 25. But in NFL games where most of the point spreads are less than a touchdown, a lot of the games are coming down to field goals or a point here or there at the end. It might be as simple as sustaining an extra drive to get a field goal. Or, or an extra, which we'll get into, an extra chunk play or two to put yourself in scoring range that you didn't have last year. An extra three points here and there in the third quarter to give yourself a little bit of, right. of, of a jolt, right? We're not talking about 14 extra points per game. The top scoring offense last year was the Chiefs at 29 points a game. So they were about, what, four or five points better than the Vikings per game. And it seems like more than that sometimes when you when you watch the Chiefs and just how relentless they are. But that's it's we're talking like a field goal. We're talking like a field goal to get you into the top five, not
1: two touchdowns. And if you really peel it apart, we're also talking about redistributing some of those points into other quarters. Yes, yeah, so you're, you're not pushing you're temp- them all into the last two minutes. <laughs> that's tempting yeah. fate. Like like you're not going to do that. But can they score as many or more points redistributed? Absolutely. Yeah, but that but that's the the dirty little secret was the fourth quarters were fun to watch and they they were incredible. But if you're Kevin O'Connell, you would far prefer to have effectiveness in the second and third quarters and solid fourth quarters, but not these, again, furious rallies to come back.
0: Yep. So let's get into our categories here. We're going to bring a handful of offensive categories to the show every Thursday for our state of the offense. And we'll start with. Two offensive trends that need to change in 2023. If if So we've set a bar here. Let's just say, be a top five offense. Go be a top five offense. You got, you got one of the top 10 to 12 quarterbacks in the world. Some people might say one of the seven to eight best quarterbacks in the world. You got the best wide receiver in the world. You got one of the five best pass-catching tight ends in the world. You got two other really interesting receivers in Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne. You got two of the best left and right tackles. Like, there's some holes here and there, but go go be a top-five offense. Well, if that's going to happen, let's start with this one here in terms of trends that need to change. Drives ending in a punt or a turnover last season. So we're looking to avoid punts and turnovers, right? Yes. The Vikings had the 11th most punts and turnovers last season. So they had the 11th most drives that ended in a punt or a turnover. Uh Which kind of shocks me. I actually thought that, I knew that they had a lot of three and outs the year before, but I, you know, it's second and third quarter. They were just full of three and outs and punts. Yes. So that was uh, that was more anemic than the Rams, Cardinals, and Bears offenses in that category. Here's a crazy one: the Detroit Lions had thirty fewer punts and turnovers than the Vikings did last year. So that's like t- like two per game. The Vikings are punting or turning it over twice
1: more per game than the Lions were last year. I buy that completely especially on punts and that's where that's where I think the transition from a lot of 11 personnel to more 12 is going to help again because you're going to be able to or ideally matriculate your way downfield without it being sort of an all or nothing. I think part part of what Declan talked about is true but I think part of O'Connell's play calling dilemma was how much how often it felt like they were backed up behind the sticks and so now you're trying to get cute or trying to do something on second down that you shouldn't have to do and you don't feel that, that you can necessarily call the play that you want. And so I think all of those things are... I think this transition of going from more of a RAM system to a 49er system is based on trying to lessen the amount that you're in third down and a really unfavorable position.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's accurate. Like, they, they just... they. Even if it's like have a sustained drive that keeps your defense from, I think Judd is trying to fix a connection issue here, um, that keeps your defense from having to like get back out there while they're sort of panting would mm-hmm. be ideal. But like when I see that the Lions had thirty fewer punts and turnovers than the Vikings last year, man, that is that's a combination of play calling. It's a combination of you know credit to Jared Goff for having maybe the best season yeah. my guy Jared <laughs> Goff of uh, of his career. So uh, the second category, I'll just throw this to you, Declan. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Judd comes back at some point. Um, explosive plays. So an explosive play being twenty yards or more. There he is. Hello, Judd. I'm back. Okay, he's back here. We'll see I'm if back. he's we'll see if he's back and better, better than, than, ever. than ever. So explosive plays. The Vikings ranked twenty first in explosive plays last year. That was behind the Jets, Texans, and Panthers offenses yeah. in that category. That's like pre Aaron Rodgers Jets. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Vikings had thirty fewer explosive plays than the Chiefs and the Eagles, and uh, so they had the Vikings had fifty five all season, fifty five explosive plays all season. Justin Jefferson accounted for like, I want to say uh, what's my math? Well, so thirty out of fifty five, so like almost sixty percent of the explosive plays were Justin Jefferson. So you got you got to get more chunk plays, if you will, if you want to avoid punts and if you portable. want to score more points and take, take an extra field goal here right
2: yeah it certainly feels like if if jordan addison is going to be maybe the big play guy kj osborne has shown ability to make big time catches before two down the field um it's just figuring out ways this offense where you can get more chunk plays and less jabs right you got to go there's got to be more basically knockout punches instead of being a finesse fighter essentially which is what the vikings offense seems like it was going to be at times when they did have sustained success they lacked a home run threat. They just they didn't really have that at all. So is Jordan Addison going to be that guy? Is Justin Jefferson maybe going to make that into his bag? Or does he have just so much coverage around him that that's just kind of tough to project? It's interesting to see which one of those guys in the Vikings offense is going to kind of be the basically home run hitter in that lineup.
0: Yeah, and sometimes we think explosive plays, it's like only the passing game. And, and they do need guys outside of Jefferson to generate more chunk passing plays, but and running 12 personnel and having josh oliver out there on the edge laying an extra block right like can that lead to an extra 20 yard run every other game or something that's
1: another thing to watch and this also comes down i think in large part to o'connell and what he's going to call and i'd be curious to see if there is uh and i I don't know if this metric is kept but if there is a down and distance that call for explosive plays like second and three play action and now you go deep I'd be curious to see how how many times the 2022 Vikings were in a favorable position to call such plays mm-hmm. because again if you're at 2nd and 12 now you got to just try to get yards and it's going to be hard to actually have a you know play action situation that's going to work as well. So again does the switch to 12 personnel now put you uh, on you know first down first and 10 now you get 7 yards. Now you're 2nd and 3. Play action to Madison. But, oh, no, no, Kirk pulls the ball from Football, Alexander's yeah. gut and takes yeah. a shot. And Addison's – so, so like, it's all – like, the play calling is not as simple as we think because it's also structured on where you're at and what happened on the previous down.
0: Well, something, too, that, like, there, there's there's a few teams that are really succeeding running heavy 12 personnel. Football. That's right. The kicker This is in the weeds. <laughs> if you can't handle how deep into the meat and potatoes and weeds we are going right now, yeah. then so, – when, and this, we say, when we say 12 personnel, it means one running back, two tight ends, and two receivers.
1: Okay. And what you're about to say calls
0: for violence. <laughs> 12 personnel calls Four for violence. violence. Physical, formational violence. What you see, like, like the Giants run a lot of 12 personnel. Brian Dable and what he's sort of built around Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. The 49ers run a lot of 12 personnel. When you, when you look at what they do throughout the course of a three-hour game they will run the same run action, right? We're going to, all right, here we go. We're going to load up two tight ends on the right, and we're going to run a, you know, whatever. We're going to run a play over here, and it's going to gain five yards or three yards or 10 yards. And then, like, one in every three times or one in every five times, we're going to run that same action, and oop, it's a play action, bootleg out the other way, and now, like, the linebackers get sucked in. The Vikings running a lot of eleven personnel. I don't think I don't think the threat of that action. Like Kirk is a great play action quarterback. I, yeah. I'm like and a great bootleg quarterback. I'm not sure that they put him in those positions as often as they could have a year ago. And they're looking to maybe write that the success that Brock Purdy had, the success that Daniel Jones had. A lot of that was because of the actions that they're running in the run game in twelve personnel. And the bootlegs and some of the throws on the edge that football. the quarterback gets to make
1: Shanahan How's will that per- for meat and potatoes Shanahan what? actually fails on purpose at times <laughs> he fails on purpose to set you up because what 's football football 's all about the redundancy it 's all it's about a thinking, jab. it's a jab I see it that is. I saw that on film, I saw that on film, so I know what they 're going to do, and then the yep. smart minds say, no no, no that 's not what we 're going to do and so yes i I agree completely. I also think twelve personnel just puts you in a more it makes 11 personnel more dangerous.
2: Mm-hmm. To also to answer Judd's question, so last year on second and two yards or less to go, second down and two yards or less to go, the Vikings ran 19 rushing plays, 18 passing plays in those situations. Okay. On the rushing plays, they only converted 47% of the time on a first down, which is pretty poor. <sighs> on the Ooh. passing plays, they only comp- completed 50% on first downs. So basically on second, wait, they got 50% first downs or 50% what of in? the conversion rate on a passing play for a first, for a new set of downs. So basically on second down and two yards or less, the Vikings were less than 50% of the time, not getting a first down. They, they were on still an,
0: on any play, on any, on play any play, on on all okay. plays. Mm. So
2: they, they struggled mm. there. And, and then the passing plays, they only averaged five yards per passing play when they were in second and second to go.
0: See, that's, that right there is like that should be first of all you should be i'd have to compare it to all the other teams i don't think that there's like the chiefs are probably higher than 47 percent on second and short but second and short is a great open playbook opportunity for you to get a 20 yard play somewhere right
1: and what i love though is that that they saw that and went out and have changed things
0: yep yep okay category number two Boy, that this is football this is beefy all this stuff. I know we got and we gotta get Judd out of here uh in a timely manner. And, and I got you know, a
1: random right? Viking other week for you guys. No, no.
0: So we'll we'll kinda of go through these here and we'll have plenty more conversations. The season's just starting. We got feedback Friday tomorrow. Okay, the second category is we're running it back along the offensive line. So I wanna give you some I'm gonna give you some you know, facts about the offensive line and then you guys react and tell me how do you feel? So last season in the NFL, over 300 offensive linemen played snaps of some kind. Mm. Ed Ingram led all of them in pressures allowed. Ezra Cleveland was third in pressures allowed. This is all guards, centers, and tackles in the NFL. Wow! Between those two guys, they allowed 111 pressures between the two of them across the, what, 17 games. On the flip side... Christian Derrissaw and Brian O'Neill were both very good in pass protection. They were among the top ten tackles in terms of uh, pass rushing efficiency. So, like, the percentage of times you allow a pressure. Bradbury was, was, I think, he started pretty well. He had some bad stretches. He also had, didn't he have the sore back thing pop up again? Or what What was yeah, it? Yeah,
1: late in the season. So late yeah. in the season. Car crash. Missed time. Yeah.
0: yeah, so there are some issues there. So it's kind of like you got two really good tackles. The interior was statistically a train wreck. Now, overall, Kirk Cousins was pressured on 36% of dropbacks last year, which is the eighth most in the NFL. So there were some guys who were pressured more. First in context, the most pressured quarterbacks to so Cousins is at 36%. The most pressured quarterbacks were Justin Fields and Daniel Jones, both over 40%. Sometimes they were running into pressure. Where it's like, oh, it's a bootleg. Oh, there's pressure, or right. like it's it's not drop back. Cousins is more the pressure is he drops back and the and the guys are in his face. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, on the other hand, had the best or or lowest pressure rate, nineteen percent pressure rate. I think he had a better offensive line, but he also knows how to just like take that extra step and kind of his
1: center was out. Yeah, yeah, I think he lost so, him in like game one or two.
0: So they've kind of taken all of that stew and they've said. We're going to make the same stew and just cook it better in 2023.
1: Well, yeah, and if you put – and th- this is what's weird because it's sort of um, – I, I think if you're a casual fan, it runs counterintuitive to what is the truth. But the fact that, as you said before, Phil, that Kirk is good in the boots. So Kirk is, Kirk is not a runner, but he's good in the <laughs> boots, which means good he boots. rolls <laughs> out – he rolls out and throw, and, Kirk, and in can throw. Kirk in the boots. So Kirk So I, I firmly expect, again, to go back to the 12 personnel conversation, I firmly expect Kirk to, Kirk to be put in the boots more often. So, like, they're... Because, look, O'Connell... Show us your boots. Show us your boots. I got concerns, my okay? Boots, boots, I got concerns. Boots. I think we all do. The interior of the line. But these guys made enough changes where I don't think they're going to bang their head against the wall. And I think one way to mitigate the pressure on Kirk a little bit from a year ago is to put him in the boots more often. Okay. So that's like, so like, like again, that's where I think the extra tight end, the blocking, the, you know, what really looks like more substantial weapons. I think all of those things play a, a role. I do. I do think that if you, that if, and when we start to dissect this offense, there's going to be some startling differences at times.
0: Yeah, it's easier to put Kirk in the boots when you've got the extra tight end and you're really selling this over here and Kirk's and the coming out over here, right? And now
1: the edge is blocked. Well, and you've got tackles. Oh. So so now, so oh, now a big haas, big haas, big hoss is chasing me from the inside, but I'm going the other, you know, I'm I'm rolling out. Oh. So the big hoss, if I sit in the pocket, big haas is gonna hit me.
0: We have exclusive audio of Kirk Cousins uh, <laughs> listening to this conversation right now, by the way. Let me see if I can cue it up here real quick. This is, uh, oh, we have a live, yeah, it's a live. We
1: like that. You like that? I just said that we liked it. You like that?
0: Yeah, right there. He's he's listening to the show right now. That's Peyton likes me. it too. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, here is the third category. It's uh, a new Kirk Cousins, perhaps, is what the category is called. So I, I want to reiterate a couple things we talked about on our State of Kirk Cousins episode earlier this week and throw an, an, another category in here too. So he is, whether it's Kevin O'Connell's doing or Kirk just evolving and seeing more, and it's, it's you know it's, he's like Neo in the Matrix now. He's seen enough as an NFL quarterback. Things are slowing down. He has been a new quarterback in situations that he struggled in early in his Vikings career. When he's pressured by the defense... The new Kirk last year was second in the NFL in yards per attempt. The old Kirk before Kevin O'Connell was 31st in yards per attempt when pressured. That is a night and day difference in the most. You're not going to avoid pressure. You're going to get pressured. Can you still make a play, make a big time throw, you know, find a hot route somewhere, right? Fourth quarter performance, non-garbage time. So, so closer games in the fourth quarter, the old Kirk, this is like pre 2021 Kirk, 23rd in expected points added. Behind Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota, and Mitch Trubisky. The new Kirk last year, fifth in close fourth quarter, expected points added, just behind Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes was a, Patrick Mahomes was like a distant first ahead of everyone else. Sure. And then I'll give you this one too, third down performance. Where the, where the other team generally knows you're going to pass. It's third down and six, third down and ten. Like, you can run a play action, but they know what's happening here, so you just have to make a throw somewhere. The old Kirk, so first three years with the Vikings, 18th in success rate on third down, so just like converting a pass to a first down. Behind Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, and uh, a rookie, Daniel Jones. Last year, he was 12th. So he jumped, he's jumped up to 12th in third down success rate. So I don't know. Is it, is it a one year? He just had a great year in some of these categories or, cause to me, if you're telling me, oh, i got, I've got a guy now who rises up in close fourth quarters. He rises up on third down more than he ever has before. And he's actually pretty damn good when pressured. I'll go to war with that guy. 17
1: games this year. Yeah. That's coaching too. I, I mm-hmm. think that's that's tailoring a system to your quarterback and making sure he, he is confident and gets it and feels empowered again. Yeah, no, I I don't think that's a fluke. I think it's a very, very... I think the correlation between the improvements Kirk made, which were, in my opinion, a lot of things, and his decline in certain, like, counting stats, neither one of those are a fluke or a mistake. Yeah. I, I think there was an emphasis, and, and again, that's why... So to go back to category one okay the punts like you need to have less three and and outs but the turnovers especially the picks don't upset me as much because of the fact that kirk is going to have to be look kirk's gonna have to be comfortable making some mistakes for the greater good so it would be be hypocritical to sit here and like harp on well i can't have picks this year no actually he's going to probably and that's okay the three and outs are a problem but you know I'd far prefer to see a what's considered in Kirk's mind a slightly more flawed Kirk who takes some chances than the old Kirk Burrow who sort of buttons it down.
0: I mean, look at Burrow. Look at Stafford before.
1: Yep,
0: Burrow's know, you know, a great example. Yeah, you are going to throw some of,
1: picks. You are going to make some dumb plays, but you are also going to make some huge plays because of that. Correct. Plays Conservative that don't win
0: twenty plus yards. I mean, Patrick Mahomes once in a while will throw a bad interception or something or get himself in trouble. Yep. Uh and then category four here is just back up the Brinks truck. <laughs> Justin uh-huh. Jefferson uh-huh. Uh-huh. is probably next in line here. So Nick Bosa finally signed a contract, five years, $170 million with $122.5 million in guarantees. Do you think this signals that the Vikings are gonna sign Justin Jefferson before the opener on Sunday? Are they gonna are they gonna reach a deal?
1: Oh, I think they did yes, I think they definitely are. I I guess my only question is what's the term? So, like, if we thought it was going to be five years, I would say it's going to be slightly more than that, which is going to be difficult, but he's worth it. Uh, but I wonder, again, because he has two years left on his rookie contract, I wonder if it is going to be more in the three-year range, which would make it look different as mm-hmm. far as the finances go. That's that's my question. Does he want the Bosa contract now and slightly more, or does he want a contract akin to that but that gives him freedom quicker? You know, because if he does a five-year contract, that's seven years. Mm -hmm. So that's my one question. But, yes, I think it gets done. I think, despite the fact, as I said, it's difficult because it's going to be so huge. Um, When it comes to contracts, this is probably one of the biggest no-brainers in my time following this team.
0: Yeah, and so I agree. Like, you just – I know there's been some creative chatter. We've taken some questions on Feedback Friday about how, like, man, but what if you – could you get like two or three first round picks and then use that capital to go up and get a Drake May or somebody? I think I think part of the benefit of, you know, if and, and by the way, there's going to be like five or six quarterbacks that might be first round worthy into Now they're saying like, look, with Deion Sanders kid popping up and Bo Nix compared to where he was a couple years ago, there's going to be other dudes after the first two picks that could be franchise quarterbacks. I want that guy sitting. If he, if they go that route to take over for Kirk Cousins, I want that guy sitting in a car that also includes T.J. Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, Darius. Like, go get these pieces, and then if you move on from Kirk Cousins, that quarterback's going to have a much
1: easier time scoring points and you know sustaining drives. Agree completely. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, look, there's only about three receivers in the entire league that I would consider this contract for, but Jefferson is one of those guys. Yep.
0: Absolutely. So that is your State of the Offense here, a preseason edition of State of the Offense on Purple Daily. Uh, presented in part by a new partner here on Purple Daily. Purple Daily is now sponsored by Better Help. That's Better Help H-E-L-P. So on this show, we, we like to provide football therapy football. for you guys. We are your sports and football therapist. Well, actual therapy has helped me personally uh, and greatly in life. I know Declan has talked publicly about therapy. And so, like, uh, whether it's death of parents or other life and, and professional events, you know, maybe, for instance, you experience moments or stretches where it feels like your mind is racing. Your brain won't stop talking to you. It's almost like you can't turn off the chatter uh, and you can't put space between yourself and your thoughts. Well, one great way to, to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. And therapy gives you a chance to do just that. For me, therapy has helped unlock a lot of things in my weird and racing brain. Um, it's helped me get out of some bad thought patterns and behaviors into new productive ones. And uh, you know, just like great football players need coaches. They're great, but like you need coaches to help unlock certain areas of your career. That's how I personally view therapy. It's unlocking areas of your brain where you can push ahead and move forward. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. And if you do, you can help us out by using the code PURPLEDAILY. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash PURPLEDAILY to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash uh, Sometimes I think my dog needs therapy. Like, are you just... Constantly thinking
1: about food. Oh, no, your dog does. And Nutrisource, so does yeah. yeah like. It's Nutrisource envy.
0: It's it is. Man, Maya was uh, Maya was very excited. She did sleep in this morning, and we thank her for that. But instantly, like, oh, it's time. As soon as Dad opened his eyes, she's like,
1: Nutrisource. I need my chicken and rice. Nutrisource. Stella is the exact same way, and. and for those of you watching this, you can see right there, she's got her training rewards treats. And yes, she basically is saying, get away from those. Those are mine. Open the bag and give me some. The Nutrisource training rewards treats are a, a great incentive for a dog to come inside after going out.
2: You know, I picked some them, picked them up at the pet store yesterday. And originally when I was checking, I was, hey, do you want a bag? And I said, oh, no, I don't need a bag. And then I instantly remembered, no, I need a bag because my dog will see them. And he'll freak out. I won't be able to get through the door. I won't be able to do anything. I need I point. need a disclosed bag, sir. So please give me one so I can uh, give my viddy boy a nice Nutrisource treat.
0: The Vinster. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. That's Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. Okay. If you're a human and you like food, but you're looking to lose weight, boy, that can be a tough, I like food, but I want
1: to lose weight. How would you do that? You've come to the right place because Sports Dad, who is the guy on the left and the guy on the right, oh, my gosh, the difference is here to talk to you about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who, for the third consecutive year, were just named the best weight loss program in Minnesota. That's right, not the Twin Cities in the entire state three years in a row. Three years gold and 14 years of changing lives means that there is an offer on the table. And I'm going to tell you right now. Livia and the nutritionists and dietitians are going to help you. But how about this? Three months free right now. If you join today, you're going to get three months free. You are going to be looking good and feeling good. And just at the start of a weight loss journey in which they're also going to help you maintain your weight loss. That's the important thing. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Inside the state or not, you know what? If you are a Purple Daily fan in Florida, you can join too because it all can be done virtually your weight loss journey the new you l-i-v-e-a livia.com
0: yes and thank you guys for supporting our partners here on purple daily this is tom bernard can't get enough of sports talk with phil mackey and judd zolgad tune in to the new tom bernard show podcast monday through friday as phil and judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind just download the tom bernard show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit tombernardshow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. It's time for Random Viking of the Week, boys. It's Judd's turn to throw out the clues. Well, that, Yeah,
1: protest, by the way. Because... I'm this under protest still, well, but I mean, I'm doing it.
0: Well, I mean, as of right now... Lawyer Chase has ruled that Declan was the victor in the Hank Basket controversy. <laughs>
1: lawyer Chase got destroyed on Twitter by a lot of sports dad fans. I don't condone that, by the way. Don't be... uh Lawyer Chase is a good man.
0: Sounds That sounded familiar right there. Yes. It not, does. I don't, I,
1: I, yeah, I, I don't condone I, I that. Don't, I don't think that the, that the contest I was stolen by I don't my fans. That. All I'm saying <laughs> oh, is, boy. random Viking last week, I'd like to stop the steal. <laughs> stop the... God...
0: So, all right. Uh, until Judd appeals to, if you can find Alan Page to come on the show here, and I did
1: find a judge.
0: Okay, well, bring him on the show if you want. Last week, want. I love it. Judd's continuing the the plight here. So the last handful of random Vikings are Hank Basket, Bubby Brister, Lido Shepard, Asher Allen, and Jim McMahon. Overall, Judd has an all time lead of fifty seven. Declan twenty nine. I have twelve. I just started competing uh, recently. In the new era, Judd has five correct, I have four, and Declan has three, including a one-game winning streak with Hank Baskett. So Judd's turn to throw out the clues here, and uh, we get up to three incorrect guesses each. So the new rule now, based on our discussion last Feedback Friday, is we need a trigger word to say, hey, I'm going to guess. Yep. Right? Yep. Do yes, you guys have thoughts on what that word should be here on
2: Purple Daily? I, I think me is fine. I, we did yeah, that me? on the random me? Minnesota athlete. Just me. Me, yeah, me, 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 okay. me. But the problem is, what I, if we I, both say me at the same time? That that will have to be an issue. That will probably come up.
1: Then I will Then I will Just you know. who said it first, and I will make the ruling immediately. Okay. Okay. Then it'll. So, it, it's then up yeah, to then the there's there's judge. no replay review for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's like a foul. That That's like a baseball in front of the base. You might think it's foul. You might think it's fair. I'm Angel Hernandez. You guys, I gack and chill. It's my okay. show. It's my show. Okay. All right. Here we go. Random Viking of the week. This random Viking hails from Columbus, Georgia. Georgia. This random Viking of the week attended Spencer High School in Columbus, Georgia, and was oh. the jo- and was the Georgia High School Player of the Year. Just kidding. What if you say me or
0: I? Uh, and then don't guess. It's a buzzer. Really? It's it's a wrong guess.
1: It's this. It's the baseball. Because otherwise, otherwise,
0: you could you could hijack it, the whole thing and it's be a like, "Disengagement." I, I,
1: okay. It's so a disengagement. You
2: have, you have. Yeah, you have to give a guess. you have, if, to, you, you have, to, you have to. You have. If that.
1: you step off the rubber, it's a disengagement. It's a yeah, it's a buck. Yeah. It, it's your. It's your. No, no. It's it's a it's a throw to first base. So you you get two. <laughs> you you can stop no. the show. No, but you get a. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Still very worked up about last week. There's a lot of pent up anger here. Stella, really? help me calm yeah. down. Bring me some source. Okay. Um, Sounds like you need better help, actually. Yeah. Well, that's uh, nothing wrong with that. I'm. I agree with you, actually. On that <laughs> I totally. Uh, he played college football in the SEC. Okay. Um,
0: I have another question here. I am going to control F. Declan, you have the this ability player, to I, see I if looked, we've.
1: This player has not been done. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay, I I did that. I did it today. Okay. because there's it, there's such a long list of players who've been done. Okay, but this I could not find this player's name. All right, in his final collegiate season, he led the conference, so it's the SEC, in all-purpose yards and scoring. Scoring. Yep, scoring. So point he points accumulated. Can I keep going? Or mm-hmm. some In a game against South Carolina while in college, he had four hundred and twenty-nine all-purpose yards, including seventy-three on kickoff returns, making it the at the time the second highest total in a game in NCAA history. This former Vikings post football career is focused on horse racing. He's got into the thoroughbred business. What? This this former Viking was a third-round pick. Oh. Hmm. This former Viking spent time also with the Baltimore Ravens and the Rams. Okay. That's not my trigger word.
0: I'm just saying, okay.
1: That's not disengagement. No one's.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. right. It does have to be me. Because if you start saying a sentence and say hi, like, okay. Yep. So Vikings, Ravens, Rams.
1: Yep. This former Viking, his son is currently a highly recruited edge rusher from the state of Florida. High school kid, obviously. So he highly recruited, and I can't—I don't think he's committed yet. I've looked, but like schools like Georgia are after him. He is an edge rusher. This former Viking, I'll give you his coaches: Dennis Green, Brian Billick, Mike Tice, Scott Lenahan. Just to be clear, those are all head coaches. Page two. And now for the rest of the story. <laughs> slow down, slow down. So slow down? Okay.
0: Just give us a second here. Thank yep. Us. This is, uh... I'm just, I'm searching for players that we've done before to make sure. Just so you guys know. That's what I'm Googling.
1: And Not Googling, but searching. I, am doesn't bother me one bit. I'm...
0: This is the list. I I believed you. <laughs> okay. It didn't bother me. I know there's a lot of controversy right now. A lot but of people I did, think that people are getting I, screwed here on the show.
1: But just to be clear, I did I did go through, because Dex sent me the list two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, and I did go through and do oh, a no, Control-F. Which, for you old folks out there, is how you find out now. It's like a you know, search button. Very, very cool. Love it. Okay? Yep. <sighs> did we do... <laughs>
0: Me. I think this is wrong, but I feel like someone has to guess something here. Is it Amply? Nope. Mm. Hold on, I got a
1: check checkmark. Declan, no checkmarks. Okay. This former Viking, his best season came in 2003 when he rushed for 745 yards and had 644 yards receiving.
2: Me? Yep. Ontario Smith no
1: you both have a strike
2: I was gonna guess Muelde Moore and then I did a quick search and found we did him we did Muelde Moore really early yeah. I actually looked that up that, I, we've I was done
0: of, we've done Ontario and Muelde yeah oh is it Mo, me Mo Williams Judd you heard me say me first he did and Mo Williams is gonna be my guess it was going to be before Declan yeah, said you it, can't, just so you know.
1: It's correct. Mo, Mo Williams is correct.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, but he did say me first. I, I said me. No, no dude. Uh, I, otherwise, I would have said Mo when I said me. I, oh, we have controversy two weeks in a row. Well, we do, but we really don't. But we
1: don't because the the, the, the rules sa- are clearly the safe, stated. The same word was born from last week's yep. Hank basket. <laughs> I—I <laughs> I mean, you both got it again. Oh, man. Both you both got it at the same time, but but you yeah. have to say me, Mo Williams. God, it's a good—it's a good thing that we oh, put a, a trigger in place. God. that would have been two weeks in a row. Declan, for sure. you forgot the trigger word. He said Mo.
0: I said me. You said so me. I...
1: You said me, and then he got the answer right.
0: Yeah, but. He didn't buzz in. The only, the only. And that's ap- I was going to guess Mo Williams. That's what I was
1: going to say. The only appeal is: Did you? Are you telling the truth now about who you're going to guess?
0: Yes, yes.
1: But, but I feel that that's. But but you stopped the show. Like te- this is karma,
0: by the way. This is karma. But you,
1: you, <laughs> Phil, stop the show.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to read the YouTube comments on this. This is, oh this... man! You know we could all use we could all use a surly right now. Just oh, crack man. crack yeah, a on.
1: surly. <laughs> hold on! Go. Right now, right now, I'm thi- before thinking I die about anger before I die. Which is which? You know, as the season begins to start, look at that. Declan put that that up despite spite his rage <laughs> He's right now so mad. By, De- by Declan's pool before I die. But I mean, we're just talking about the, the tip of the iceberg now. Before I die signifies what this show is all about. But I mean, we've got uh, we've got logic bomb. We've got furious. We have such an array of great beers from our friends at Surly, and here's what I want: I want you to, as the football season starts, show us your cans. As Declan shrinks off the screen right right now, he can't be that <laughs> many. He won last week. I want you to show us your cans at Jay Zolgad on Twitter or X. Uh, let's see what you're sipping on on what is going to be starting tonight—a great football. Weekend, you can't oh. be that mad, Dex. You won last week. I I still don't have a win from that. So, Dex,
0: would, uh, do you post any post game comments from you? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, Mr. Goff, dude, Mr. you Goff. can't be
1: that mad. You won last week, Mr. Goff.
0: How do you feel about yeah. uh, what happened there at the end of the
1: Random Viking of the week? I, I do have a question. So if <laughs> if you were to hold a press conference right now, I would ask one question: How did you forget to say me when like we've been going through how? absolutely important that's be like like
2: we just put the rule in it's the heat of the game man but it's like world series it, okay. it's not world series world? no no this is opening week of new baseball rules and you're gonna oh, make okay. mistakes two, it's not like stri- we've been we've been having this strikes. for for years With two
1: strikes i just went like this and i'm ringing the you pitch
2: clip pitch clock right. just ran and, out and, and, and you had... like, hey how how did you not know
0: about the pitch clock i don't know because i've been I, I playing know. without a pitch clock my whole career yeah i
2: don't think that, that's I, surprising
0: I, 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 I side with Declan. This has given me anxiety, too. I just shout out an answer. Give him the answer. You know, know, we could all maybe just use a, a joint trip together to the Renaissance Festival. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Beer, food, people dressed as Vikings, real jousting as well. Now, if that all sounds good to you, there's 16 stages of exciting entertainment and delicious food, 50 games, rides, and attractions, a Nordic meatball stand fish and chips, over 500 food and beverage options at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. And I believe we still have the Scornorth app users uh, giveaway going on right now in the Scornorth app. We got a four-pack of tickets to the Bold North Adventure Weekend. The Renaissance Festival still open through October 1st, Festival Friday through October 1st. Visit renaissancefest.com for discount tickets, parking passes, park and ride options, and more.
1: I'm jealous with my Vikings flag.
0: Man, two Jealousy. back-to-back weeks
1: of tension, of controversy—amazing. We sort of avoided the controversy to a certain degree, though, with the new. Well, rule. that's
0: why—that's why you put rules in place. Of course, if we yeah. didn't put that rule in place, Declan I think would it would have been—I think it would have been real close because we both were on it at the same time. But
1: you—I think you were going to say. So you said me, which stopped the show. But I think you were going to say okay, and Declan blurted it out. It's a very Hank Baskett thing. Yeah, I'm not wow. sure who wins, Phil. To be yeah, honest with you, if you didn't say me, I'm not sure who wins.
0: We agreed on the parameters before the show. It is what it is. Hey, now we just move what, on to we'll next never, week, turn the what, page.
1: What we'll never know as as you walk away with this win is what was truly in your heart. I guess he'll just like, have to We'll never me. know. Like there there could be a debate about well, do we really know Phil was gonna say that? I, I don't wanna raise that for the commenters. Like I don't want you to focus I, I, I on the fact that's, that's not it. That there, could, that, that, that there could be rampant cheating that. here? No, no, no. What no. was in Phil's heart? What was in his heart?
0: <laughs> I guess you'll just have to take my word for Find it. Find out next I'm week. I'm a trustworthy face right here. Who's got two thumbs and a trustworthy face? Find this out guy. next week. All right, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Before we die, we'll see you on Feedback Friday tomorrow.